The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. The Prime Minister uh, cancelled a trip to Regina today, flew back to Ottawa for his, what his office is saying are private meetings. And of course, this all comes on, on the heels of the fallout from last week's testimony of Jody Wilson-Raybould, the firm, former Attorney General. Yesterday's surprise resignation of Jane Philpott from Cabinet and new poll numbers out hmm. today to show his Liberal Party continues to lose ground with voters. Watching this from his front <laughs> row seat in Ottawa is uh, global News Chief Political Correspondent David Aiken. Hey, David. Hey, guys. And uh, yeah, all that and on the eve of more potentially damning testimony at the House of Commons Justice Committee tomorrow with uh, Trudeau's close personal friend and former principal secretary, Gerald Butts. That's uh, that's on the docket for 10 Eastern. Get up early in Edmonton and tune in. It'll be a lot of fun. (laughs) This this is an interesting one. Before we kind of dissect it all, I wanted to get your take on this. You know, oftentimes some, uh, you know, in a scandal, and not specifically with regard to, you know, the Liberal Party or Canada, but in a scandal, some low-level person... I'm thinking of like Watergate, you know, where you catch a burglar and then slowly you you connect the dots until you get to mm. the top. But this seems to have started the top as we slowly connect the dots down to the bottom. Yeah, absolutely. This is definitely, and there has been a Watergate reference. Jody Wilson-Raybould mm-hmm. made one uh, last week. But unlike Watergate, which you're right, started with little fish and led to the biggest fish, the president, <laughs> um, all of this is real. And this is why it's such a crisis. It's Trudeau. He's right at the center of it. Uh, and um, Wilson-Raybould painted a clear picture of how he was at the center of it. Uh, there's just no getting around it. And Trudeau on this particular case, you'll remember at first he denied it. He said, oh, the Globe and Mail story is false. So he says nothing happened here. Then his story changed. said, okay, something happened, but none of it was inappropriate. And then he changed it to say, well, whatever we did, we were trying to save jobs. And that's really, really important. And last night, uh, he was in Toronto at a liberal fundraiser. So it's a rally with, you know, died in the wool liberals. They're all, they're all Trudeau nuts. And he had this line where his tone seemed to change again, in which he said, you know, maybe we should reflect on how I and my staff handled this whole situation. Mm. So there's really been like the seven stages of grief here. <laughs> and, uh, and it hasn't done the liberals any, 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 any good. Well, we're hearing word today that uh, Trudeau may be considering a statement of contrition over all of this. And yeah, it has been wa- uh, fascinating to watch how the, uh, the messaging has changed. There was some doubling down, then it's changing. It's changing it's changing um i suspect maybe that's what those meetings are about in in ottawa today what do you expect the next move will be from the from the prime minister the first thing to be honest that he's got to do and it's sort of like plumbing of the government he needs a new treasury board president this Mm -hmm. is the job that jane philpott had Mm -hmm. that she quit and it's a real important job it's not the highest profile cabinet position uh, in ottawa it's not like the finance minister or the transport minister but it's a really important job because uh this it's a gatekeeper role it's uh really watching out where the money goes you need a you know a competent person in the in that job so i suspect that among the many uh, things they, he and his advisors had to talk about back here in Ottawa is finding a new Treasury Board president. And we were just joking here in the office, you know, on Monday there's resignations, on Wednesdays there's <laughs> testimony, and Fridays we do cabinet shuffles. <laughs> so uh, we did one last Friday. We might as well do one this Friday. A uh, little tweak. So that's up there. Now, what does he, this, this idea, does he say something or does uh-huh. he take some new steps? 
his itinerary is out for tomorrow and it's private meetings, mm. which uh, that makes sense because tomorrow there's going to be four hours of this testimony at this Justice Committee. There's Butts in the morning, Gerald Butts in the morning, and then there's the clerk of the Privy Council who's coming back for a repeat performance in the afternoon. <laughs> so I suspect he'll, he'll just you know stay out of the limelight tomorrow. It's really all about the committee's work. And then I think they'll take a look at what happened at the committee, uh, how Butts particularly was received and how he responded to the questions by conservatives and Democrats. And then after that, Thursday, Friday, we'll see what's next for the PM. But I think he's got to say something at some point to square the relationship with these two departed ministers. I can tell you there's a significant support for them in his caucus. There's also lots of people in his caucus who think Jody Wilson-Raybould should not be in caucus, that she should be kicked out. Like, Trudeau's got to deal with this rift that's developing within his own, uh, that is in the backbench. You know, it's interesting now because if you assume that Trudeau is considering a statement of contrition, does that affect what might have been the testimony of Butts and Wernick? Because you would have assumed that they were going to step up and defend their prime minister and defend the actions of his government. <clears throat> but how can you have the two exist at the same time? You can't have the prime minister saying, look, maybe we overstepped uh, you know, our authority or maybe these individuals didn't act as they should have at the same time as they're telling the public they acted you know, correctly. And if there's any uh, a contrition or apology, how do you square with this? The Liberals still insist that the, the SNC-Lavalin get-out-of-jail card is still an option. David Lametti, the Justice Minister, was on the West Block with Mercedes Stevenson on Sunday saying saying that. So if, if Trudeau says, I'm sorry, then you have to say, well, then you must... You're not going to interfere then in the SNC-Lavalin case. And so what happens if David Lametti, the Justice Minister, decides on his own accord, actually, I'm going to give them the get-out-of-the-jail-free card. Then what does the PM do? Mm. Interfere again and say, no, 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 I promised I wouldn't do that? <laughs> it's it's a pickle on how you're going to be contrite, apologetic, and, and still protect get your riding. With SNC Lavalin. And well, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And still protect your riding. It was yeah. it was interesting to see these uh, polling numbers. The, and we're going to talk more about them after two thirty as well, David. But I know that you've seen them. They were done for Global News by Ipsos, and I yeah. I was really interested to see how this was playing out in Ontario because you can imagine how it's <laughs> how it's playing out in Alberta. Um, but I was interested to see uh, you know in that core of support area <laughs> and you know in that nine oh five area code, um, and the numbers are dropping there. What do you make of that? That's right. And, and so, so this poll, the first thing to note is this poll was in the field before yes. Philpot quit. Okay. Mm -hmm. So this was done March 1 to 4, Friday through Monday. Philpot quits Monday afternoon. And even the, at that point, the Liberals are down four weeks, or four, uh, pardon me, four points from two weeks ago. The Conservatives are up a couple of points. So the big top line number is across the country, the national number is. 40% for Andrew Shear's Conservatives, 31% for Trudeau's Liberals. That's the biggest gap that we've seen in the Conservatives' favor, certainly since the 2015 election. And you're right, Jalen, in Ontario, it's almost the same thing. Growing gap with Shear in the lead yeah. versus the Trudeau Liberals behind. We know Alberta's going to vote Conservative. We know Saskatchewan's going to vote Conservative. There's going to be a couple of battles in Manitoba. There's going to be some battles in B.C. But really, if, if on th that commuter territory around Toronto, around Ottawa for that matter, other big cities, if it deserts the Liberals and goes with Shear, uh, then, uh, you know, this, this government is a one-term government. Mm -hmm. You know, here's another subplot for you <laughs> that I just find interesting. There are many here, yes. Yeah. There, there's a ton, but the reason Jody Wilson-Raybould, in theory, was made 
uh, the head of the Treasury, was to replace Scott Bryson. And Scott, that's, hold on, that's Jane Philpott was made oh, head of sorry, the Treasury. Oh, sorry, sorry, Jody sorry. Jody Wilson sorry. went to Veterans Affairs. Yeah. Exactly, you're right. Sorry, and thank you for correcting me. So, so you have Philpott who was uh, replacing Scott Bryson, but Scott Bryson was mm -hmm. a rising star for the Liberals as well, and actually more than a rising star, a star. Yeah, he was a star already. Yeah, yeah he was an openly yeah. gay member of Parliament from Atlantic Canada. And at the time that he resigned, he said uh, that he was doing it to spend more time with family, which is a pre pretty standard line among uh, politicians when they retire for other reasons. But he's actually implicated somewhat in the in the investigation into Mark Norman's ongoing trial for allegedly leaking cabinet secrets <laughs> related to Quebec-based Davy Shipbuilding. And it, it wasn't a big story, and maybe it would have gotten to be a bigger story, but if you look at this whole thing and go, wait a second, these things... They all seem to be connected and all seem to imply that there's a lot of trouble with this Trudeau administration. Yeah, the and that Norman trial is uh, it's it's they're in court this week. And so this is another big sort of crisis we're watching. And what's going to happen this week in that trial is that Norman's defense team. Remember, he's been accused of, of uh, revealing uh, cabinet secrets. What Norman's defense team is going to try and do this week is convince the judge to throw the case out because, <laughs> wait for it, there's been political interference from Johnson Trudeau <laughs> exactly. and the PMO, just as we saw with SNC-Lavalin. So that certainly unites it. The, Bright, you know, the, the circumstances of Bryson's departure, they were a little odd. They, they caused a lot of people to sort of raise their eyebrows. I'm, I'm not so sure they're as sinister as some people might think. They were just, let's leave it at they're a little odd. But he's going to get his chance, and he's applied for standing at this trial. He wants to tell his side of the story. Uh, so we'll see. But they're certainly connected with this. The Trudeau PMO thinking they could push their weight around Ottawa. Yeah. It is alleged to have happened with the Norman case. And clearly, Jody Wilson-Raybould said they tried to do it with me, and that was inappropriate. Do you think Gerald Butts, his resignation, do you think that was an attempt at just simply, yeah, I don't know what the right term for it is, just... Oh, you need to put some water on the fire? Yeah, you know, he was just a, a sacrifice to try and end this story. I, I, I'm still trying to figure that out. Yeah. I am still trying to figure out what the point was, because remember he said he did nothing wrong. Yeah. Right. And then he was like, I don't want to distract or something like that. Yes. Okay, well, fine. Uh, and then he, did, he what, isn't speaking to any reporters. I actually just, I've been exchanging an email with him today just because I want to find out, you know, what was... What's he? What's the outcome for tomorrow for uh, for him? And he's like, you know, not talking to reporters. Fair enough. We'll get him tomorrow. But I just don't understand why and how it helped. And now, um, you remember when he decided to testify? All we had was Wilson Raybould had testified, and that's why he he said, "Wait, I, I got brought up. I got named in this committee. I want to testify." And since then, Philpot has quit. Mm -hmm. So now, if Butts's testimony tomorrow is basically trying to say, with great respect to Jody Wilson-Raybould, et cetera, et cetera, but I have a different interpretation of events. Mm. Well, it's not just one minister, former minister, he's up again. It's really two. Mm -hmm. And that's going to make it tough for Butts, who, you know, people in Ottawa, we all know who the guy is. We've all talked to him. But Canadians will really be seeing him for the first time. And he's not the politician. He's not the frontline politician. He's the backroom operative. So I think the credibility sort of scale will likely move towards Phil Pot and Wilson-Raybould. And I think, you know, this is what we're hearing from the PMO, um, that they just hope Butts is, doesn't escalate things. They, you know, turn the temperature <laughs> down. Yeah. And I think that would be a wise thing. And you know what? Butts is not, Butts is, he likes Jody Wilson-Raybould. has the greatest respect for her. He's not out there to make her look uh, bad. That, that's my feeling. Um, he's out there to try and 
spin quite clearly and, and make things look like they're still a big liberal happy family. David, talk about that big liberal happy family. Yesterday on social media when all of this was, you know, going down, there was all sorts of tweets coming out from different members of, of cabinet, different liberal uh, MPs. And it was like, oh, that just seems um, too obvious and too fake. What was your opinion on that? Well, I just find it, I mean, think about it. You I have, mean, the timing, have, come uh, on. Cabinet, yeah, you have cabinet ministers that are putting tweets out, yeah. declaring loyalty to the prime minister. <laughs> yeah. uh, it's just like, oh boy, I've never seen this. But it's such a bizarre situation to have a, a, another minister, Jane Philpott, say, I've lost confidence in the government's ability to manage mm -hmm. this particular file. It's just so remarkable. It's, I, I think it was incumbent on just about every minister. You're either with Jane Philpott or you're with the boss. Yeah. And they've all had to come out and say they're with the boss. Uh, Christa Freeland, uh, mm -hmm. the foreign affairs minister, another strong woman in cabinet. Uh, she got grilled upside down on this uh, at a press event uh, near Montreal today. And she's trying to dance around it, but she's staying with the prime minister. And she's sad to see Phil Pot go and all those sorts of things. Uh, but it's tricky. And again, remember, in caucus, that's that. this is what Trudeau, I think, has to really worry about, is making sure caucus moves with him mm -hmm. and that there isn't a leader emerging that might harness a rebellion yeah right i think if, if there's going to be a quote rebellion it needs a leader i don't see one emerging at this point in time freeland might be one if there ever was one but I, I, again it looks like at this point she's staying loyal to trudeau but if there is going to be a rebellion it's going to need a leader and but trudeau doesn't want it to come to that he wants to quench that fire and butts is going to be key to quelching that fire tomorrow. And in the meantime, we're sitting back and I'm just guessing that Andrew oh. Shear is in his office rubbing his hands together watching this, you know, oh, all, all If I were Shear, I'd stay very, very oh, quiet I, at I this mean, point. Let you this know, he play came out. out swinging with the and resign. Yeah, get but, this, guys. Yeah. Get this. Shear has said he's making a major policy announcement tomorrow morning at 9 in the oh, morning Eastern. Ding dong. And he goes to Quebec City like, do you think we're going to pay any attention no. to yeah, that? Yeah, no, that's... I, I, like, no, I don't know what he's thinking. So he's decided to make a policy announcement about There's it. been a lot of tone deafness <laughs> yeah. going on out of In Ottawa politics? over the past couple of well, weeks. Well, you know what, David? That's exactly, yeah, no. what, that's exactly what I wanted to ask you. Do you think that the Liberal government uh, overestimated the thickness of the walls of their bubble? <laughs> because a lot of times there's stories... Oh, they you, might have, yeah. Yeah, you as a reporter, I'm sure, would agree that, you know, sometimes you see a story that you think is really, really important and you think Canadians are really concerned about it or should be concerned about it, and then you go home and talk to your wife and she has no idea what you're talking about. But this one, Canadians are talking about it. And Not just Canadians, it's being now getting attention yeah. around the world yeah. from oh, other yeah. countries. It, it's getting my, the attention My friend it uh, Mercedes in the office next to me was just on BBC about 10 minutes ago wow. over in the UK. Huh. You're right, it's getting a lot of attention. Um, I, I, there definitely is, you know, there's this aspect of the bubble and what's, what's important, but it's pretty clear that uh, Canadians are, are paying attention to this. In fact, we, de we do have polling on it. Our friends at Ipsos have said, uh, you know, 50% are, like, are up to speed on this file, which I think is pretty, yeah. pretty high. And a pretty lot of them good. don't yeah. like what they see, of course. So, uh, yeah, I think they are. And what's really interesting is the, the reaction among the liberal partisans. And here I'm going by my social feeds. I, do tr I think they're valuable social feeds. For all the crap sometimes it shows up on them, you do get a sense of where a group is going. And really at this point is when Trudeau talks about think of the big picture, that's the line he had last night, it's really saying to liberals, you know, okay, we may have goofed up, I may have goofed up, but 
boogeyman, Andrew Shear out there, and he's like Stephen Harper. And that is that is what the Liberals all that's all I got left right now is like trying to scare a voter in Ontario, a voter in Quebec, saying, you know, if if you want if if I'm not gonna get reelected, it's gonna be Stephen Harper Light and Andrew Shear. So this is the uh, campaign that we're in. In fact, you know, uh, pretty, that's one of the things Trudeau was saying last night at this liberal rally. So this is what I'm seeing from a lot of liberal partisans right mm-hmm. now is that's all they've got. They're kind of embarrassed about what their PM did to the first indigenous female justice minister mm-hmm. the country's ever had. This is the woke prime minister who is the feminist who is, because it's 2015, going to do politics differently. And he's been shown to be like every other Liberal politician in this thing worried about a couple of votes in Quebec, and I'm mm-hmm. going to bend the rules a little bit. Yeah. David Aiken, the chief political correspondent uh, for Global News. David, always great to chat with you, and uh, thanks for the great coverage of this. Uh, we look forward to talking to you again. Remember, 10 a.m. Eastern tomorrow. Grab your coffee and <laughs> yeah. tune in. And popcorn. No, Too much not fun. coffee. Popcorn. That's, well, that's 8 a.m. Alberta right. time. No, you'd have to get up. Right yeah. Now. Uh, yeah, why not? <laughs> thanks, okay, David. thanks, guys. All right. So again, fascinating to uh, watch what's uh, happening in Ottawa and we'll see what happens in the next 24 hours leading up to Gerald Butt's uh, testimony tomorrow. We'll we'll watch to see what uh, the Prime Minister does or says. Um, and yeah, as David Aiken said, you know, you're supposed to have a policy announcement tomorrow at 9. If he was smart, he should just scrap yeah, that. Yeah. I don't know, maybe till next Monday? Yeah, you got to understand <laughs> how the news cycle works. Well, it was kind of like it was the night, you know, you go back to the day of uh, the Wilson-Raybould testimony. And then the Prime Minister comes out that night. So everyone shears there, sings, says everything. And then later on that night, Trudeau comes out holding his daughter's hand with a new MP for whatever, Ultramont or whatever it is, and starts going on about blah, 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 blah. And it's like, okay, you know what? No one is listening to at this point. And we're all seeing that you're using these people as props, Mm -hmm. you know, your daughter and the other MP. And let's just get on with it, you know, address it or don't do anything at all and address it once the news cycle has kind of settled down a bit. You know, it's, Again, I go back to tone deaf. I know. It's like a tin ear right now in Ottawa. Well, add to that, uh, and I'm trying to find it, uh, but uh, David uh, made reference to it, that there was a member of parliament from Quebec on a national show last night. Yeah, yeah he was uh, Steve McKinnon. Well, this one was on Power and Politics yesterday. Right. Uh, Gatineau MP Steve McKinnon said that um, that they were entitled, that SNC-Lavalin is entitled to cut a deal to avoid a criminal trial and potential conviction. So as this is all unfolding yeah. and as Canadians are They roll this guy it, out. They roll this guy out who they said yeah. was represented yeah. the Canadian government. So he yeah. was there as a representative yeah. of the government and not just as a member of parliament for a particular writing in which he's messaging again. Yeah. It's like he didn't get the memo. No. You know, like as everyone's screaming that something's wrong here or should at least be investigated, you have this MP yeah. representing the government saying, no, 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 they're, they're entitled. And yeah. using the word entitled. Our belief is that this company is one that, like its competitors around the world, is entitled to a deferred prosecution agreement. Huh. And then, you know, add to this real quickly, and I said it wrong the other day, you corrected me, and then we corrected it on the air. I just want to remind everyone, the Liberals amended the criminal code last year. Mm-hmm. Snuck it in the, un- yeah, the omnibus bill. That's right. Remediation tools, which is what uh, SNC-Lavalin wants, an available option yeah. to companies. But that was following extensive lobby- lobbying by yes. SNC-Lavalin yeah. on justice and law enforcement. <laughs> 
But like I say, this starts at the top, and then you follow the story and go, wait a second. The 6.30 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 6.30 Chad.